We're going to call today's episode Productive Procrastination for Alan. (laughs) I was in the middle of doing some client work and inspiration struck, as they say. And I was just thinking about outsourcing. I was messaging some of my contractors, checking in on emails. And I just had this moment where I was like, whoa, I have a proper team around me. I have a team of super awesome humans supporting me and my business. And I know Ellen three years ago would be mind blown at this kind of milestone. And I know from my podcast stats, my last episode that I did on outsourcing did super, super well. And I know it is a milestone, but also a big dilemma and struggle that a lot of us go through in our business. We know how valuable outsourcing is. I always, always, always say outsourcing is one of the many important pillars of scaling your business. If you want to grow bigger, if you want to generate higher income, if you want to step into the zone of a premium service provider, you need to be thinking about outsourcing. It's one of the things or the principles of scaling that I talk about. And I really wanted to dedicate another episode to it because I feel like I'm always learning with outsourcing. And Not to toot my own horn, but I feel like I'm finding a really good flow recently and I wanted to share some of my insights. And the other reason for recording this episode, um, apart from wanting to talk about this and also procrastinating just a little bit, (laughs) is sometimes these episodes are actually just a pep talk for myself. And I think that's actually why you guys enjoy them so much because It's so much of just the honest truth of what I'm going through in my business, the mindset shifts, the strategic shifts. And I almost feel like I use it as this like very therapeutic thing to talk through ideas and give myself a pep talk. And you guys just get to come along for the ride. So today we're talking outsourcing. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine-to-five escapee turned six-figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform, and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. For those who haven't listened to any of the previous episodes on the Dishing Up Digital podcast, I'm going to do a bit of a run through of my team and my business structure. And this might surprise some of you because I keep it pretty lean and that is very intentional. I have tried having, you know, a dozen different contractors and managing a whole bunch of people and it just doesn't really align with what I personally want to do. And that's totally okay if it's your dream to build an agency. I love and respect that. But I think it's important as business owners to lean into what we want. And for me, being a manager of a whole bunch of people just is not super fulfilling. I still like to be involved in the creative process and bring in specialists who can support me 
on this journey. So a breakdown, who's in my team? First of all, we have Fleur, who you've probably heard me talk about a lot before. Fleur is one of my old colleagues. We used to work together back in the nine to five world. And when my business started to really take off in terms of my client work, and I had a lot of clients that I was trying to juggle, Fleur was someone that I brought in as kind of like a virtual assistant slash content creator slash community manager and we started off together working just like two hours a week I think and increased that up to eight and now she's just on like a monthly retainer package she's got a clear little list of deliverables and she's kind of moved on from just doing engagement to now doing lots of caption writing for a good majority of my clients at the moment actually and she also has a particular client that she looks after in terms of their inbox and scheduling posts I really like to grow with my contractors at least that's like my goal <laughs> and to really give them like new challenges and give them a bit of variety especially with someone like Fleur who has been working with me for quite a while now but she's my number one she was the OG and then the other current contractor I have is Hannah who is actually listening to me right now she is the one who edits these podcasts and Hannah has been working with me which for for about a year actually which I can't actually believe like it feels like only yesterday but as you can see I really value those long-term contractors in my business and I talked about this in my last episode so I won't go too much in depth on it but one of the key things that I've learned around hiring contractors is the time it takes to train them. And that is why I really value the contractors that I have who know my clients, who know my business inside and out, and who I can just really trust. I can message up my contractors. I can message Hannah and Fleur and be like, yo, I need help with this. Can you support me here? Can you, you know, do you have the space in your schedule to take on X, Y, and Z? And they know what to do. I really trust them and I'm super, super grateful for that. And they help me a lot. <laughs> and then a few other contractors in my business in terms of my wider team, I would say Fleur and Hannah are like my core team. My wider team includes my ads man management team. For those curious, I use an agency called MTN Stone, Mountain Stone, and they are based in Canada. And I actually connected with them because they manage ads for one of my long-term clients. So we have this beautiful relationship where I do the organic Instagram content and I also do a lot of the content creation. I film reels for them as well. It's my last client that I actually film product-based uh, reels for and they look after the ads. So it's this really great relationship and I really enjoyed working with them and I saw the results that they were getting for my clients. So I was quite keen to take them on. So that's a little shout out to them. And we, I guess I don't work like as closely with them as I do with Hannah and Fleur and they really only run ads for my online courses. I don't really need ads for the agency side of my business. And the really cool thing about ads is once you get them set up and running, uh, you don't really need to do too much. <laughs> my ads have been churning away for, I want to say like eight months now. And I now have really good data on my pixel. My ads are really fine tuned and working brilliantly. And I would say basically every two or three months, we kind of freshen up the content. So I need to film more, you know, new reels, new, new photos or video content or graphics or whatever it is. And that's when I kind of check in with the team. Um, but that's a really awesome, I would say like low stress, <laughs> low effort kind of contractor to bring into my team. Again, same theme here. I just love having people that I can trust and just 
rely on to do really great work. So if you are looking for an ad specialist, that's someone I'd really recommend and let them know that I sent you their way. Another person on my team, which I guess is similar to MT and Stone, it's like not one person it's a it's a bit of an agency but I also have an agency that I pay a monthly fee for who help me with copyright protection over my course so again that's a pretty simple one I just pay a fee they turn away they do their thing but what I'm most excited to talk about is a couple of new slash not new contractors that I'm bringing into my team and the reason why I wanted to record today's episode is because even now even though I've worked with lots of contractors, like I've worked with a lot of contractors before or in between Hannah and Fleur and, and sort of find it before I found them and found my good fit. There's been a lot of people come and go in my business. I also preach a lot about the power of outsourcing. Every time I bring in a new person to my team, it helps me scale my income. I talk about hiring Fleur. I was able to hit the 10K mark. When I hired Hannah, I was able to hit the 20K monthly mark. So for me, it's always been this like really cool key to unlocking a new milestone, a new revenue level for myself. But despite knowing the positives, despite experiencing how valuable outsourcing can be for my business, it still makes me so nervous. <laughs> and that was why I wanted to record this today because I'm going through the motions. I'm, you know, spending a bit more money on outsourcing this month, increasing people's hours, bringing on new people. And I just wanted to be real with you guys that making big girl business boss decisions like this can be super scary sometimes, even when you know they're going to benefit your business. Balancing your cash flow is also one of the scariest things of being a business owner, making sure you can actually pay all these people that you're bringing in and you're, you know, contracting into your business. It is something that I don't think you quite understand until, until you do it, <laughs> until you actually take the plunge and hire your first contractor. And if you do want to learn more about outsourcing, I am going to link that previous episode down below because I do think it was really, really helpful. But the way I kind of decided that I needed someone new in my business is I like to take a look at my workload, where I am spending the most time in my business, what I may not be enjoying or what I feel there is someone else there out there who is, is better than me and could fill that role more efficiently. And I've been looking at my business for quite some time and I've been really wanting to pour some more love into my courses to make those programs the best programs possible. And I have been thinking for a long time about hiring what people call in the industry a support coach. So that is someone who can essentially support me in coaching and teaching and building the community in my courses. As part of the Dishing Up Digital School and Get the Gram, my two core programs, you get access to a Facebook group. And this is where we have live classes. This is where people send their work for auditing, ask questions, all of that kind of stuff. But often I find myself getting a bit overwhelmed by it. Like I love it. It's my favorite place on the internet. I love hanging out with my students. They ask such good questions. It's so awesome to be connected with the people doing my course in that way rather than, you know, just boring pre-recorded videos. Like we have that live engagement and relationship there. But I'm only one person. <laughs> I'm only one person. And 
because we've had a lot more people join the course this year, it means there's a lot more activity in the group. So I recognized that I was a little bit at my limit and that I needed to make sure that I was still working on my marketing and actively promoting the course and also having time to do cool things like this, recording my podcast, making content, as well as still continuing to serve my current students to the highest standard. And no, this doesn't mean that I'm going to be disappearing out of the Facebook group and never answering questions. It just means that there is another voice in there to, you know, maybe reply a little bit faster than me, or maybe reply if I have the day off, or just give an alternative opinion. You know, I, I love hearing what other social media managers are doing. I do not believe that every strategy that I preach or every technique or software that I use is the only way. I love hearing and having conversations with other social media managers, listening to their strategies, hearing their own tips and tricks. So with that being said, I decided to take the plunge and hire a support coach this month. And they just started this week. And you guys already know her. <laughs> Millie is a social media manager that has been on the podcast already this year. And I will link her episode down below. And she's actually a graduate of the Dishing Up Digital School. She did the course, I believe, about a year ago. And she's just gone full time into her business. And she's actually about to head off traveling. She's got a one-way ticket to Europe. And I am meeting up with her in London, which is the coolest thing ever. I'm obviously from New Zealand and she's from Australia. And we both happen to be traveling through London at the same time. So I'm super, super excited about that. But Millie is someone that you guys can tell from her interview on the on the podcast. She is a smart cookie. She has, you know, gotten so much experience in her time as a social media manager. And I was just really excited to bring someone on like her who could make my program even better and offer, you know, more information and more opinions and tips and support to my students. But that's not to say it was an easy decision to hire her. It was still something that I had to think about and really mull over in terms of, you know, crunching the numbers and what this would look like. But I'm really, really happy with the decision. And then today, I'm actually at the point where I'm not hiring a new contractor, but I'm increasing someone's hours and they are now going to be doing some of my email marketing. And again, this was something, a little bit of a hole that I identified in my business. I was chatting to my own business coach and yes, I have my own business coach <laughs> and we were having a discussion around my email marketing and I was like, look, I am the social media girl. Like I am your Instagram, TikTok girly. That is where I thrive. That is where I get excited to make content and also YouTube, but that's my world. And likewise, I love sitting down and just talking and recording a podcast. I don't script my podcasts. I occasionally write bullet points, but most of the time I'm just chatting. I'm just chatting. I'm just spinning some yarns, as they say. So for me, I just, I don't know what it is. It's funny because I used to be a journalist, so I should be able to write, but I just don't jam with email marketing. And I realized I had this list of almost 5,000 people that I wasn't really nurturing I wasn't offering any kind of value or building that relationship on email. I only used my email to sell. So I started trying to send like a monthly sort of tips-based educational check-in uh, email. And again, I just couldn't stay consistent with it. And that was where my business coach just said to me, why are you forcing yourself to do something you don't love, Alan? Just hire someone. And it was like this little penny drop because I was like, oh my gosh, you are so right. 
I was like, this is what I tell people all the time. And again, this is the benefit of having a business coach. And this is why you see business coaches or online coaches like me who have coaches is because sometimes you just need an outside perspective, another expert looking in on your business to see those holes that you can't see yourself. Because it's so much easier to, to point at someone else's business and, and go do X, Y, and Z. Like you need to fill in this hole. You need to do that. This is a better pathway to go on, blah, blah, blah. But it's actually quite hard to do it to your own business. So for me, my business coach is really awesome and I love working with her. And after that call with her, I decided it was something that I needed to focus on. Who could I bring in to do email marketing for me? And the funny thing about outsourcing is often you look around and there's someone who's perfect for the role. So for me, I'd been thinking about hiring a support coach. And then I looked around and I it was actually after doing the interview with Millie on the podcast. I was like, wow, this is the perfect person right here. I don't have to put the search out. I don't have to do interviews. I'm like, this is who I want <laughs> in my business. And likewise, for, for me, like Fleur was someone that I knew. Hannah was someone that I had to list a, an ad on, on Seek and I did a whole bunch of interviews for. But when my podcast editor actually decided to um, close down her business, that was when I could look to Hannah and be like, hey, any interest in learning how to edit podcasts? Like, hey, want to do this for me? So there are people always around you who can support you. That's what I believe anyway. So for me, I'm outsourcing one of a little bit of my email marketing to one of my existing team members. And it was kind of like an aha moment. I was like, this person knows my voice. They know my business inside and out. I can get them to do these emails. And what it's going to be is like a, probably like a monthly or maybe bi-monthly or not, not bi-monthly, bi-weekly <laughs> newsletter. And it's going to be probably, you know, still have my involvement in, in terms of like coming up with ideas and certain topics that I'm passionate about. But a lot of it will also just be taking things like this podcast episode or old TikTok videos or old YouTube videos and repurposing the information there into emails. Because I have a hell of a lot of free content floating around the internet <laughs> after four years of doing this. So there's lots and lots of stuff. There's endless content and endless ideas and endless topics and things that I want to share on. And the email list is just sitting there feeling a little bit unloved. So I'm really excited to add this as an asset to my business despite how scary it is. Again, when I look at this month, I'm going on holiday, which by the time you guys hear this episode, I think I probably will be back. Uh, but because I'm going on holiday, I'm taking more time off and increasing hours with contractors and deliverables for them, which means my money, my outgoings go up. Um, hiring in Millie was something new. Starting these email newsletters was something new. And it can feel quite overwhelming to see your income or not your income, <laughs> your expenses jump up suddenly like that. And that was why I wanted to come on and talk about this on the podcast and talk about all of the good things that come from outsourcing. And I just know there'll be so many people in the same boat as me who are wanting to outsource, but are scared to do so. They don't know where to start and for me, it's all about looking for the holes in your business. Where do you need help and assistance and support? But also a lot of it is just the mindset work. 
Again, I talk about this so much on the podcast. It's all about mindset and business. It's 10% skill, it's 90% mindset. But we do have to work through the fear of letting go of a piece of our business and letting go this fear of trusting someone else to do the work for us. And this is where I see a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck because they are too scared to outsource and they don't trust that someone's going to do the right job, that they're going to do it to their standard, rah, rah, rah. And you're actually massively hurting your business in the long run if you can't figure that mindset shift out if you can't find someone to trust or and often it's like there's plenty of great people out there it's just a matter of you can't get past this roadblock of letting someone else do the work I think at the end of the day it comes back to this very human feeling of the fear of the unknown and the fear of failure. That's all this is playing with you. So if you clicked on this episode because you've always wanted to hire someone in to support your business and you don't know what's blocking you, I would have a bit of an internal look. <laughs> look at yourself and ask, what are you so scared of? My favorite question to deal with any sort of mindset battle is what is the worst case scenario? And for outsourcing, it's always a case of, well, you might hire someone and maybe they don't do the work to the level that you expected, or maybe it just doesn't work out, or maybe you don't love it. And that's okay. At least you tried it. Or if it's not the right person, you're one step closer to finding the right person. That's definitely something I can relate to. I've definitely worked with a lot of outsourcers or a lot of contractors who weren't the right fit for my business and didn't really align with what I was doing in my mission. But if I hadn't worked with them, I wouldn't have found the awesome humans that I have on my team today. If I hadn't have worked with them and, you know, continued my search for, for contractors, if I had, you know, worked with one person who wasn't the right fit and then just thrown in the towel altogether, I don't believe my business or I know my business wouldn't be where it is today. I know it wouldn't be possible to do all of the things that I do without the support of my team members. I wouldn't have wrote a freaking book if I was too busy, completely absorbed in the world of content creation or doing work for my clients. I needed support there. So it is a scary thing to go through, but I encourage you to work through those limiting beliefs, believe in yourself, believe that you are building a business that needs support, believe that you are capable of managing the team believe that you deserve this that you've worked hard and you deserve to have the support of someone else in your business I think that's another thing a lot of people battle with is just like the not feeling worthy or not feeling good enough or not feeling like this you know boss that has a team you don't need to wait for permission I always say I think I mentioned this in my last outsourcing episode that it's important to actually hire before you're ready because if you sit around waiting, oh, I'll just wait till I hit 10K months or I'll just wait till I do X, Y, and Z and then I'll hire someone, it's probably possible that you're never going to hit that milestone and you're going to be waiting forever. For me, I hired my first contractors when I didn't necessarily have a huge amount of income. And in fact, there's probably been points in my journey when I've been paying contractors more than I've been paying myself. In fact, I know <laughs> that is a very real reality of running a business. You know, you pay your contractors first and you pay yourself second. That's just the structure of it. Or at least I think that's what a good 
business owner should be doing. Not everyone is, I I guess, as ethical. (laughs) But all of this is to say contractors hiring a team is so important for you and your business, but it is a bit of a process to get to this point. You have to shift through those limiting beliefs. But when you do, the reward is great. So thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed this spontaneous chat from my end and make sure you are subscribed for the next episode and I'll see you there.